Incoming transmission. Said the feet of non-owe. Life, uh, finds a way. Start the stark contrast. Hello, boys and girls. Back for the Friday episode of The Stark Contrast. I am your host, Rod Stark. TGIF, we made it to Friday. Remember the good old days when TGIF was that, uh, TV schedule on ABC Friday nights, Memories. You had The Full House, Family Matters, Step by Step, Spring the, Th- the Teenage Witch, The Way to End the Week, right? Or you'd head out to the roller rink for some skating. Now it's just another payday where you get a direct deposit and then the bills get taken right out. Such is life. Well, here we go. We made it through the week. Pretty eventful week in the uh, American lexicon. We were subject to the new presidential text alerts. No more fitting president than our current one to get a presidential text alert. I've noticed on Facebook, though, a lot of people freaking out saying that with these text alerts, the government can use the 911 system to track our phones and track our calls and all this. Well, uh, spoiler alert, they've been able to do that for years. Obviously, uh, the general public hasn't been paying attention to the fact that Snowden told us about this. The NSA has been doing this for a long time. This is not new when it comes to the spying front. So rest assured, you're already getting spied on. Nobody cares what you're doing because you are insignificant to the American government. But when you do become that way or when they feel like they could use you, they'll leverage the information that they have saved on you to uh, use against you. Another fun story from this week in Hartford at the Hartford High School. A cheerleader brought pot brownies to school to garner votes for homecoming queen. Well, I I saw this story, obviously, um, pretty crazy news story. I'm surprised we haven't heard this kind of thing before, just given society in general. Uh, There there was no follow-up, though. I'm a little concerned. Did she get the votes? Is she homecoming queen? Was it all worth it? I'm guessing that uh, she might be in a little bit of trouble, but hey, here's to you, uh, cheerleader. Also this week, it was the premiere of the 30th year of The Simpsons. 30 years The Simpsons have been on the air. I remember as a little kid, uh, my first introduction to The Simpsons was actually, my dad had a trucker hat that had Bart Simpson on it, and it said, Hoof Arted. Yeah, a dad joke for the ages. I never actually watched the show for a few more years then, because that that was when I was probably in kindergarten or first grade when I first saw that, and it was a few years later before I actually got to watch the show and see what it was all about. I remember back then it was the end of the world that The Simpsons was so raunchy, now you look at shows like South Park and stuff, and not such a bad show after all. I know the Simpsons over the years have made many crazy predictions that have come true, including that Trump would be president. So overall, great show. I I would say just by the length of the show and the amount of content that has been great, Simpsons would have to go down as the greatest cartoon of all time, beating out even my favorite, Rick and Morty. Maybe if they get another 27 seasons of the show, they can catch up, but I doubt we're going to get that. So congratulations to The Simpsons for 30 years of greatness. 
I watched the new Joe Rogan comedy special. I recommend it all for all of you. It's streaming on Netflix called Strange Times. Uh, very fitting for the current society, whether you're left or right. I think you'll enjoy his humor. I think he does a great job of it. He does a little bit on the uh, current culture and the over-the-top, everything's bad. But I, I won't spoil any of the jokes. I'll just leave it to you. Went last night to see the new Venom movie premiere. I would have to say it was a great movie. I wasn't expecting a ton. Going in, you have to know a couple things. One, the movie studio that made Venom no longer has the rights to Spider-Man. Spider-Man was obviously a big part of the Venom origin, so they're not going to be going based on the comic books. Taking that into account, and taking into account that it is a different studio than Avengers, so it's not one of those Marvel movies. If you go in with that knowledge and that understanding, I think you're going to have a good time. I know I did. I thought they did a good job. Tom Hardy did awesome, and uh, the CGI was pretty good. There were a couple spots that were kind of quirky, as were even in Black Panther. I, I don't know if you guys watch Black Panther, but there were a couple spots in Black Panther that the CGI was just like way... It took you out of it. But for the most part, I think they did a great job with the CGI on Venom. If you take it in that vein, I think you'll enjoy the uh, experience. I would recommend watching it in the theater. I think it's one of those theater releases. And we're already to some listener questions. But first, an incoming transmission. Beep, 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 beep. We are robots. Hello. <laughs> Please join us at our live show. Live, live, live. Oh, that's what I was going to do. Do, do. <laughs> Mystery time. Adventure. Adventure. October 19th. 6 p.m. Studio 37. Nuego. Live. 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 <laughs> Robot. Live. So I had a listener question here. It says, you've mentioned you're a fan of stand-up comedy. Good transition after the Joe Rogan stuff. And you've listed some of your favorite comedians. Are there any comedians you don't like? Yes. Immediately, the first person that comes to mind is Jeff Dunham. He's, uh, in my opinion, is a garbage comedian. I've never really found his stuff funny. I can't believe he has a career good on him you know living the american dream but his comedy is garbage uh another one that comes to mind is bill engvall here's your sign and just never appealed to me never saw his appeal in other people I, I was never a big larry the cable guy fan once in a while i've giggled at a jeff foxworthy joke but bill engvall seemed to be the hanger on of that group that didn't really have much talent oh and i i've always liked ron white i thought he's done a great job but in that group there i just never saw the appeal of bill engvall another question in sync or the backstreet boys well while originally the in sync was just a knockoff of the backstreet boys i would say that they surpassed them there, there's just one guy that makes it a clear-cut answer that's Justin Timberlake if you had any question over which boy band from the 90s was better it would be in sync I would even say that they beat out the new kids on the block 
and sync for the wind all thanks to justin timberlake i was never uh, a fan of new kids on the block when i was a kid i was in second grade when they really hit it big and i just never got it never got into it but if there's any doubt that they were huge i remember a good majority of the guys in second grade had new kids on the block on their backpack or trapper keepers and obviously the overwhelming majority of girls so the uh, new kids were big i just never got into them and to answer the question again and sync for the win how can we distance ourselves from the ever-expanding grip of the state a nice serious question in there. Well, I, I think the key of all that is to inform yourself and those around you. Become autonomous as much as you can. Avoid things like social media. I think those kinds of things suck you into these neural nets that the state will uh, use against you. But in general, without some kind of a revolution or a true reforming of our current society, I think your your chances of eliminating yourself from or distancing yourself from the state are rather bleak. How intelligent dogs truly are. Talk about that. Well, dogs are the superior pet, in my opinion. I've always loved dogs in general. Super intelligent. They learn the patterns of their humans and can actually sense when you're going to be home. But on the other hand, they do also eat their own shit and the shit of others. So maybe not quite as smart as we thought. Why do my nipples look like milk duds? Interesting question. I'm going to go with genetics and uh, we'll leave that one at that. Well, asking this next question of me on my podcast is the equivalent of Alanis Morissette's type of ironic. Break down existentialism. It seems everyone has their own definition, and oddly, they all seem right. Well, intrinsically, they would all be right when it comes to existentialism. We exist independent of a purpose, and it is our goal to figure out what that purpose is in our life. That's my take on it. And then we have to go forward and carry on that purpose. So we create our own purpose. To believe in existentialism, I know I'm butchering that. It must be my lisp that everybody talks about. You have to believe, you don't have to be atheist to believe it, but you can't believe that God has a set plan. So if you do believe in a God or many gods, it would have to be that they don't have any set plan. It's just all willy-nilly and we make up what matters. There could be a creator, but he doesn't or she doesn't or it doesn't give much of a shit. Part of life in this vein is the uh, thought of the absurd, searching for answers in an answerless void. There is no fairness or true order to the universe, just a cosmic chaos with no real rules or laws other than those that we create for ourselves. So if you're thinking about it that way, we create our own sets of rules and laws, and if we believe in something, then it gives it value. In this kind of life, the primary focus would be in authenticity, being the youest you that you can be instead of conforming to the ideals of any given group or religion. And I'll end that question with a quote from Umberto 
echo. I have come to believe that the whole world is an enigma, a harmless enigma that is made terrible by our own mad attempt to interpret it as though it had an underlying truth. I think that kind of sums it up. The only thing that has meaning is the meaning we give it. I don't know if I'm a complete believer in existentialism, but it's as good of a philosophy as any other. So there you have it. Speaking of Atlanta, more set. A little fun trivia fact for you guys. Her song, You Oughta Know, where she talks about going down on her ex in a crowded movie theater, is actually written about Dave Coulier. That's right, Uncle Joey from Full House. I was always a big fan of Alanis Morissette, but I can never listen to that song the same way after that. So there's your random trivia for the week. Now I'm going to cut it out. Hey. And now, American assholes that shaped our country. This week's induction is none other than Thomas Edison. Many, when thinking of Thomas Edison, think of the great inventor. Well, in reality, while he did invent some stuff, he was more of a patent baron. He would buy up different patents. He also had a big conglomerate of different scientists that he paid and then would own their different uh, inventions. So in general, he was kind of a sleazy businessman using uh, the lack of laws at the time to build and amass a great fortune. He also shafted one, what I would consider the greatest inventor of all time, that is Nikola Tesla. He Tesla actually worked for Edison for a while, and Edison wanted a better way of making electrical current and offered Tesla a great sum of money to do so. Once Tesla actually figured out alternating current, Edison decided to back out on the bonus offer saying that that was actually just a joke and would not pay him so tesla quit and went off to find further funding for his alternating current ended up teaming up with a man named westinghouse i'm sure you've heard that name before they uh, worked on their company actually went against edison who had direct current which was a inferior type of electricity anyways they they went on, they actually competed for a contract at the World's Fair. Tesla and Westinghouse won the contract, but afterwards Edison said they couldn't use his type of light bulbs with the filaments in them because he had a patent on those, so he refused to let them use them. Tesla in a scramble came up with similar light bulbs that didn't use his filament, Problem was, they weren't as high quality given the speed with which they were made and the fact that they didn't have that filament to keep them cool. The uh, bulbs ended up bursting and it caused a pretty big fire. So there was a uh, some trouble at the World's Fair due to the selfishness of Edison. Anyways, he ended up using a bunch of underhanded tactics to pretty much put Westinghouse out of business and then he bought the alternating current patents and the rest of Westinghouse company from under him and when he went belly up. Another patent that Edison held was that of the movie camera. So he had bought up a bunch of patents for the movie camera, decided that 
he could control the content if he could control the cameras. So he started a trust that would would authorize what movies could and couldn't be made. So th- this was uh, just around the turn of the century, early 1900s. They made it illegal to make a film without that trust approval. And then in an attempt to get away from that, several independent illegal movie companies, such as Universal, Paramount, and Warner Brothers, so some of the movie companies you know today, decided to move to California where they would be away from the watchful eye of the government and started making movies out there. So the Hollywood that you know today was actually shaped by the fact that Edison wanted to control all of the movies coming out and these independent movie creators didn't want to deal with it so they moved as far away from him as they could interesting fact about the way the world is today and now we have hollywood so thanks edison you asshole i got some uh some good plans for the weekend i'm gonna help a friend shoot a movie short gonna spend some time with liam and uh hopefully you guys are having fun too remember to share with your friends You can uh, now listen to the show on any smart speaker at home, as well as wherever fine podcasts are distributed. We've expanded to all different formats that you currently use. If for some reason you find one that you can't find the show on, shoot us an email. Our email is thestartcontrast at aol.com, as well as our hotline number, that you can send those comments and questions. The number is 920-395-8930. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Remember to subscribe, leave a review. Five stars is the way to go. Helps our viewership, puts us out in front of new eyeballs when you give us a good review. That helps spread the show. So thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back on Monday. And that's when to grow on.